This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rager, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Friday, October 6, 2023. Welcome to the weekend. Oh, it's so good. We made it through another weekend. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, I thank you. If you happen to be listening wherever you get your podcast, I thank you as well. But if you're watching specifically, you'll realize I'm in my car again. I think this is becoming a Thursday tradition. Gonna call it podcast in the car. I could come up with something way more clever. I'm convinced of it. Last Thursday, I was in the car after the Lions beat the Packers. Didn't want to wake the wife and kid up. And then today, it's pretty much the same thing. We had the remote at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wojo and I. Then I drove home about an hour drive and I hopped in the car and I'm doing the podcast now. So it's great to be to Friday. And we got another weekend full of football and the baseball playoffs. And This is just the best time of year. Nobody's going to dispute that. But I wanted to start this podcast off with a little story time. Gather your friends around. Huddle around the campfire. It's not a scary story or else I would put the flashlight to my face. You see, when I was asked to do this podcast, one day I walked into the office. I was getting ready for the Wojo and Rieger show. My boss walks up to me. He's like, hey, Rigger, you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, we'll pay you. I'm like, okay, sounds good. He's like, listen, you can do whatever you want on the podcast. You have full editorial control. You make it interesting. You do you. And I'm like, dude, you had me at, we'll pay you. But then he's like, there is one stipulation. There's one stipulation that you have to sign a contract to. And if you can't follow the stipulation, we can't do the podcast. I'm like, oh, what could that be? My boss goes to me. He's like, you cannot mention Matthew Stafford in your podcast ever. And if you have any idea what I've done over the course of this career, can can you call what I've done a career? Comment section below. Is this a career I have? My wife kind of thinks it's a hobby. But if you can call this a career, I'm going to call it a career just for the sake of argument. I've always had a problem with one person, Matthew Stafford. Not personally, that would be ridiculous. I've talked to him many times in an interview type setting. But I've never liked Matthew. 
Nothing to do with him being a person. I never liked him as the Lions quarterback. He spent 12 seasons here, as you know. Never accomplished a damn thing. Took a quarter of a billion dollars from the Lions and the Ford family. And doesn't have one redeeming moment. One big-time Lions moment to show for it. Ask any Lions fan. Stafford lover, Stafford hater. What was Matthew Stafford's biggest moment as a Detroit Lion? I say it was him getting traded. Others will say that game against the Browns, where his shoulder apparently was popped out of socket, then popped back in, he threw a touchdown, led the Lions back for the win. But that was like a two-win season. Some people will say the fake spike against the Dallas Cowboys. That's fine. Matthew Stafford was a good quarterback, without a doubt. But in Detroit, he was beloved. In Detroit, couldn't get enough of him. In Detroit, you never blamed him. You always defended him. Why? Because you didn't know anything about football. I'm not trying to be crass. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's true. The Lions have been so bad for such a long time. All we did was cheer for individual players because you knew you're never going to win anything. Like you cheered for Barry, you cheered for Kelvin, and you cheered for Matthew Stafford. But the funny thing is, Barry and Kelvin walked away. You got mad at that. Stafford never walked away. He asked to be traded, and the Lions did the right thing, and they eventually traded him. But Stafford never said anything. Stafford, only one time publicly, I remember, asked for one thing, and that was for the Lions to retain Jim Bob Cooter, the OC. It happened. And then I think he got fired like five weeks later. Matthew Stafford got every bit of defense in Detroit. And he didn't have one single moment to show for it. Threw for a lot of yards, threw for a lot of touchdowns, threw a lot of picks as well. But that's what always bugged me about him. Fans would always stick up for him. I always thought he was a guy that if he had perfect surroundings around him, he'd be great. But the Lions didn't. And a lot of people would be great with perfect surroundings around him. So I always had a problem with Matthew Stafford, not personally, but with how he was treated here. Always. Drove me up a wall. Disappeared in big moments. I don't think he was a great leader. I think he was kind of a yes man to the Fords. These are all my perceptions. I have no way to prove any of this. But I wasn't a big Matthew Stafford fan like a lot of you were. I wasn't a Matthew Stafford defender like a lot of you were. In fact, I would rip Matthew Stafford a lot over the course of this so-called career, if I can call it a career. And you all used to get so pissed at me. And then one day, they traded Stafford away. And it was the best decision the Lions ever made. It was great. Brad Holmes got a great deal with less need. Two first-round picks and Jared Goff. And when Jared Goff came here, Everybody thought Goff was a bridge quarterback. Goff was just a placeholder at the quarterback position because he was ruined. Sean McVay didn't want him. Why would you want him? Had no more confidence. Turned over the football too much. Yeah, he was a former first overall pick of the draft. Nobody cared. Wasn't the same dude, right? And we were all convinced of this. We were all convinced that by now, three years into this thing, Goff would be gone. But a funny thing happened. Jared Goff has not only proven to you that he is 
the Lions franchise quarterback, because that's what he is. They're going to resign him. You know this. Whether you want them to or not, whether you think he'll be too expensive or not, Brad Holmes, I think, loves him. And he's been a great, a great fit in Detroit. So he did that. But that wasn't even enough. He also did something even more remarkable, at least in my opinion. He got you to forget about number nine. Matthew Stafford is not spoken about in Detroit. This is the guy, people, that the Lions traded away. And Lions fans cheered Stafford all the way to the Super Bowl the next year. Lions fans didn't even care that it hurt their draft pick. Lions got two first-round picks, one one year, the next the next year. Rams won the Super Bowl, and Lions fans, even though it hurt their team's draft stock, was rooting for Matthew Stafford. How screwed up is that? I never understood that. It was Matthew Stafford this. It was Matthew Stafford that. It was the Detroit Rams. You had growing men and women crying when Stafford won the Super Bowl with the Rams, acting like it was a Detroit accomplishment. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Even the following year, Stafford got hurt. Only then, Lions fans started to root against the Rams because Stafford wasn't playing the remainder of the season. It was the most messed up thing I've ever seen. I never understood it. Stafford was everybody's go-to. Everybody had a number nine jersey. Stafford was defended by everybody. I got thrashed way too many times because I ripped on Stafford. I wondered what the big deal was about him. I wondered why nobody ever blamed him, made all the money in the world, but nobody ever blamed the guy. Jared Goff has done something so remarkable. He's made you forget about him. Not once. Recently, this year, even last year, have I heard, hmm, Matthew Stafford would be better under center. Not once have I heard. I wish Matthew Stafford was here. Man, did he have a great arm. Not once have I heard Goff sucks. Bring back Matthew. Not once. You want to know why? Because you finally got a guy here under center that understands how to win. And yes, he's around a lot of great players. And before you say it and yell at me, yeah, Matthew Stafford would have great success probably on this team because it would be his deepest team that he was ever on. But you also have to un understand that when Stafford was the quarterback in Detroit, the expectations, the barometer, it was like down here. If you're listening to this, it's very low. If Stafford would have won one playoff game, he would have a statue. He'd be a god. He could have run for mayor. He could have been the governor. Detroit Lions fans would have celebrated. They'd still be celebrated. The expectations were so low, and Stafford never, ever came close to achieving any of them. And it didn't matter, because he was perfect, and you always made excuses. I never thought this town would get over their fascination of number nine. But a funny thing happens when you start to win football games. You realize what's important, and that's the wins and not the individual players. And Jared Goff has made you forget that, because Jared Goff has been a major part of the Lions turning things around. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matthew Stafford is a great arm talent. Threw a lot of touchdowns. Two years ago, they won the Super Bowl. He threw in the 40s. But he also led the league in interceptions with 17. A couple of those are pick sixes. Matthew Stafford is always good for a couple picks a game. Jared Goff isn't. Maybe he used to be. But he's not anymore. This season, Stafford has five picks, four games. Goff has three. There is a difference though. Goff has won three of them. And every time Goff is throwing a pick, the last three games, you know what happens after that pick? The next drive is always a touchdown. Jared Goff is mature. Jared Goff has resurrected his career. I think Jared Goff is a better leader than Matthew Stafford. I think Jared Goff wants to call Detroit his home. I don't think Stafford ever did. Even though he was here for a very long time. Think about what Goff was able to do. He went from Sean McVay's toilet, essentially. Sean McVay forgot about him. He trashed him. He didn't believe in him. He wrecked his confidence. And now look at Jared Goff. He's leading your offense, and it's one of the best offenses in the game. And go over the span of the last 14 games. Jared Goff in 14 games has been unfreaking believable you don't believe me? Let me give you the stats. The last 14 games for Jared Goff. I have it right here. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. One more time. 23 touchdowns, four picks in 14 games. The Lions are 11 and three. Stafford as a Lion ever had that kind of run? I think the answer is absolutely positively no. Stafford threw 17 picks the year they won the Super Bowl. Goff has thrown 18 in the last three years. And it's not even just that. Like, we used to argue, is Stafford elite? Is he top 10? Is he top 7? We don't have those arguments about Goff. Because, again, it doesn't really matter because the whole offense is good. But number two, Jared Goff has been great. Goff threw four games, seventh in total yards. Fourth in yards per pass, seventh in yards per game, tenth in touchdowns, nine in completion percentage, and he throws the best deep ball in America. For all the people that says, ah, oh, Goff can't throw deep, Stafford can. Deep ball efficiency, Jared Goff is the best in the league. This podcast is not to rip Matthew Stafford. It's not. It's to, without a doubt, applaud. Jared Goff for what he's been able to do to prove stuff to you that he should be the face of this franchise and to make you forget about a guy that you never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams, you'd ever forget about Matthew Stafford. And that's even before that you get to what you got for Stafford. Like I always joke around that Stafford's best play in Detroit was getting traded. That's when he was the most helpful to the Lions. You ever stop and think? about what they got from Matthew Stafford. 
On paper, they got two first-round picks and Jeremy Goff. But they got more than that. Let me give it to you. I wrote it down. They got defensive back Ifiti Melifalu. They got Jameson Williams. They got Josh Paschal. They got Jameer Gibbs. They got Sam Laporta. They got Roderick Martin. They got Jared Goff. Pretty good trade by Brad Holmes, don't you think? I would say pretty damn good trade for Brad Holmes. And it was a good trade for both teams because the Rams obviously won the Super Bowl. But I was listening to the radio today. Rico was on, Mike was on, and they were talking about Jared Goff. And there was a lot of Goff and Stafford comparisons going on. And that's how I thought to even talk about this to begin with. And I think it's true. People love Stafford. But they don't care anymore. All they want to do is win. They want to enjoy this run that the Lions are on. And Jared Goff is a big part of that. So this podcast is to commend and applaud Jared Goff. Because finally, this town has moved down from number nine. And it feels good, at least in my mind. So what do you think? Comment section below. I know if you want to compare the two, Matthew Stafford has the better arm strength. Matthew Stafford has the better arm talent. I think Jared Goff has the better everything else. I think he's the better leader. I think he's got the better story. I think he has the higher football IQ. I think all in all, He's better at everything with the exception of God-given ability. And again, this is a shot I'm going to take, and this is why I was told I'm not supposed to talk about Matthew Stafford, but I'm breaking those rules on a Friday. Even in the year Stafford won the Super Bowl, it was good. Threw 43 touchdowns, 17 picks, though. Didn't even win the Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup did. Aaron Donald should have. What does that tell you? I think a lot of quarterbacks probably could have won the Super Bowl that year. It was just lucky for Stafford that he was on that team. I think Jared Goff probably could have won the Super Bowl that year with the Rams. So, podcast is out. This is what it's about. little fun on a Friday. I followed the rules all week. I went off course just a little bit. Jared Goff is so impressive. So impressive. He's proven us all wrong. He's made us all believers, and more than anything else, he's made you forget about number nine, which is unbelievable, considering for a time there, he was like on every commercial. Little Caesars, toothpaste commercials, and toilet paper, and everything else. So let me know if you disagree. Comment section below. Who would you rather have, Goff or Stafford? Comment section below. Has Jared Goff already proven more than Matthew Stafford? Close, right? Comment section below. Maybe you think I'm totally full of it and I hold a grudge against number nine. Every comment I'll take, I'm truly interested in what you have to say. So let me know. Let's go to the comments, shall we? If you watch the daily ticket, you notice that sometimes I do the podcast for my car. But if you watch the daily ticket, you know I read a good and a bad comment. or Sometimes they're questions. And I urge you to rate and review. Also download wherever you get your podcast, I appreciate y'all. But here's today's positive comment, which actually is a question. It's from Bob. Says, Rieger, what do you think of Michigan's new schedule for next year? The Big Ten released the new schedules for the next four years with all the new teams joining. And we don't have dates or times. 
But we do know that Michigan's schedule just became a hell of a lot tougher. They go to Ohio State. They go to Washington. I'm sorry. They get Ohio State and Washington next year. They got to make the trip to USC and Oregon. And I love it. Wojo and I talked about it on the show yesterday. It's fantastic. It's great. And I understand Michigan has only had this cupcake schedule for two years now. But it's fantastic. You have a new playoff system. 12 teams are going to go. You're not going to get penalized if you lose one or even two games. 10-2 and two is the new undefeated. But more than anything, viewers, watchers, fans finally get something for their buck. Like, I can't tell you how many times I fall asleep during Michigan games this season because they're boring and they play nobody. Now, it's not all their fault. The Big Ten stinks. But they play nobody. This season alone, they got two big games. The 11th of November at Crappy Valley. Then the last game of the season in the regular season against the Buckeyes at Michigan. That's it. We wait so long for college football. So long. And you get two games that you get excited about. So next year, they get Texas in the non-con. Maybe Michigan tries to get out of that game. They have a tendency to try to do that. And then they get a whole new Big Ten slate. So for all the people that are like, what about, what about, what about tradition? Forget tradition. Give me competitive, interesting, entertaining games. Because at the end of the day, life goes quick. It's fleeting. Our time is important. I don't want to waste my time watching Michigan Bowling Green. I don't want to waste my time watching Michigan, Indiana. When maybe you get a Michigan USC. Maybe USC or UCLA has to come to Michigan in November when it's cold. See how those kids play because they're used to the warmth. Maybe Michigan's got to go to USC or UCLA in the heat. 100 degrees. Early September. However you feel about it, I would love to know in the comment section below. I love the new schedules. I love more competition. Big Ten's going to be a big-time conference. There's no divisions. There might even be a semifinal championship games to get you to the championship game. You could lose a couple. You're not going to be done. I love it all. And for all the people that are living in yesteryear and talking about tradition, those days are done. You should have realized a long time ago college football's moving to an NFL model. And I dig it. So what do I think about the new schedules? I dig it. What about you, though? Let me know. Here is the negative comment or the bad comment. Says the following. Jeff, can't believe you spread lies to everybody with your podcast via a couple days ago on Urban Meyer. No way he's going to MSU or was on campus on Tuesday night. You will do anything for clicks. You should never have given Bernie that platform. This could actually be somebody that works with me. I heard there was a couple people that work at the ticket that apparently were upset that I put Bernie on. Bernie Frado's done it all, people. Works for Fox Sports. Used to work in Detroit. He's broken stories before. He's got great connections. He had the scoop. He says Urban was in East Lansing on Tuesday. Took a lot of crap from it, from a lot of people, because nobody believes him. I have no idea if he's right or wrong, but I believe him because he told me. And we'll wait and see what else comes out of it. He's told me some other details since. So we'll try to get Bernie maybe back on the podcast so he can tell you. But I trust him. You should too. He's been in this business for like 30 years. 
So, yeah, there were a lot of people that feel like that bad ticket texter. But, I don't know. I'm okay with my decision. I thought it was a great podcast, and I appreciate you watching and listening. So, there it is. Another episode of the Daily Ticket. Comment section below. Has Jared Goff made you forget about Matthew Stafford? I'd say he probably has. And it's awesome, isn't it? So, hit me up on the comment section. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you bright and early on a Monday next after the Lions demoralize, throttle, kill. Maybe not kill. That's too harsh. The Carolina Panthers. They should beat them pretty good, though. Spread is nine and a half or ten. I got the Lions to cover. It's a brand new Lions team. They cover these kinds of games. They win by double digits. So, that's my prediction view. If you want to bet on it, well, I'm going to. But I'm wrong a lot, too. So, maybe you shouldn't. Anyway, we'll catch you on Monday. It's been a pleasure, as always. The Daily Ticket. See you, everybody. Have a great weekend.